thank you once again for joining us for Writing Through the Ages, a revolving journey through the eras of Common Writer. I am Eric. I'm Eugene. Today we'll be doing episode 102 of Writing Through the Ages, Common Writer Kuga, episode 25. It aired on July 23rd, 2000. It was written by Narahisa Arakawa and directed by Hidenori Ishida. And the episode's name is Wandering, right? Wandering. Wandering. Uh, I remember this one. Yeah. Oh, I remember the name. You remember the name. You haven't seen the episode yet. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so uh, he just had, they, they kind of like, it was almost an end of an arc kind of. Kind of, sort of. Because it's like he, it's like we get a hint that he can get more powerful, mm-hmm. but the uh, Grung Gear getting more powerful also. Yeah. We find out that really he's been, he's been up fighting, to this point, he's been fighting the scrubs. Yeah. He's been fighting, he's, he's been in the minor lakes. Yeah. But see, that's the thing too. When you really think about it, all the trouble he's been having and all of the, the people that have died. Are the are the are the like the low class? Yeah, you know? these are the weak ones. It's these bench warmers, you know. Yeah. These are the people who have been trying to make it up in the world. Yeah, from this point forward, people should be thankful that they're going to have arbitrary rules slapped on for the yeah. sake of fun. Yeah, just like, and uh, not just out there killing for the sake of killing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was just numbers, these people would be just like, yeah. like even uh, even what's her name that just ended the yeah the mantis lady. If she had like just been about the numbers, yeah, she could have just killed everybody on that train and been like halfway done. Yeah, well, she was too sure of herself. Because she could have just, yeah, like you said, she could have just went, didn't apply rules that were unnecessary, go and get into the next stage. Yeah. And then be done with it. Like, just go out, kill stuff, don't even run into Kuka, mm-hmm. get to round two. Yeah. But she wanted to prove that... She could handle it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, is like, that's what I I kind of like about the Grungi, is that they're like more human than they want to be. Yeah. Than they let on about the fact that they're like very egocentric, like they have like this hierarchy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're petty. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. Like when I, when this first started, like episode one, um, I don't know if I said it, but in the back of mind, I was thinking like, what are these aliens? Like, is this alien people? And now I'm like, no, they're probably just like si- sister evolved species almost. Yeah. Just like, I mean, obviously I still don't know, but with the way that they act, it's very. Well, like they even said that they have like more human DNA than animal DNA. In right. Them. Yeah. Which is opposite of like the seventy one monsters, right? Then there's always like how many how many stories are you know this, these these people just got too smart for their own good and they started doing weird crap and here we are now, you know? Yeah, right. Like right now, the first one that comes to mind is probably a horrible example, but the the first Doom movie. I don't know if you ever saw that one with the Rock in it. Uh oh, Doom. No, yeah, I thought Doom. you said Dune. Oh no, oh. no, no, Dune. Although no, 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 I don't want Dune's a complex issue. Let's no Doom. <laughs> yeah. straightforward, simple movie. Uh, but yeah, the 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 whole thing started because they found some like third or like twenty third DNA chain or something like that, like the twenty third chromosome. Oh, and they just and fit. some people got superpowers, and the rest of them became like demonic entities that went and killed everybody. Oh, so because I've never seen it, so it was like, like blueprint like, to the soul or whatever. Yeah, because the original, like the the. I don't know the original Doom, but like the uh, the 2016, 2015, what it was, the game mm. was basically just like we're invading hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're going to take the fight to them. This yeah. Time. It was pretty much like yeah. it's like we need it's like on Mars and they like needed to break. They like they they were like making moves to like colonize hell or something like that that's like where they needed more resources that's such a friggin (laughs) they needed more resources or something like that so they decided friggin earthlings yeah we're just gonna not satisfied (laughs) gonna break into hell because they have the cool stuff but yeah yeah i I bring it up because it's like a a mad science situation they since they found the 23rd chromosome and started injecting it willy-nilly stuff happened it's it's like the amount of chromosomes is just so random (laughs) 
uh, like, um, so far they found that the the life form with the most chromosomes is like this fern with like 128 pairs or something like that. And it's like, just a plant. Yeah, it's just a plant. It has like 100 and something cro- pairs of chromosomes and nobody knows like, it's like arbitrary. Like some flies have like eight or <laughs> like, yeah. well, it's a uh, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> life finds a way. So it's just like, it's like, but that's the whole thing. It's just like somebody is just like, oh, the 23rd, it must be better than the 22nd. Right. It's just like, right. there's a fern that has 112, does yeah. nothing. I think we have some people with the 23rd chromosome. <laughs> They're not doing too great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah. So the the Grungy, like, and I'm always stoked to see, like, uh, Grungy Society. Because mm. it's, like, it's interesting because they think they're so, it's so funny because they think they're, like, so much more evolved, but they act, like, lesser. Yeah. It's, it's seriously, like, they're they're guided by their one singular emotion that they just can't switch off of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it, and then they, they look down people at yeah. that. I like, mean, the thing, though, too, is that... Uh, Certain ones, they seem to have better... Like, for example, Rose, in this case. Um, she seems to be the kind of person that could look down on humans up to this point. She's more well-adjusted than the others. Than the others, yeah. But then, like like we were saying, they're, we're dealing with the scrubs. Yeah. That just think they're superior, yeah. but really they're more like animals than... Yeah, so we get to see what the others are like, you know? Yeah. Uh, the ones that are comfortable with their powers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they're still just as psychotic as... Oh, they're probably still... Uh, you know, or even more psychotic. Yeah. Like I said, like I've seen the show, but it was like twenty years ago when I saw the show. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lose that uh, that the strangers vibe or. Yeah, it wasn't twenty yeah. years. It was fifteen something like that. But anyways, uh, so yeah, and uh, I do remember something about this show. Got a call back to a previous this episode. It's got a call back to a previous episode. Nice. And uh, Narhis Alakawa writes good episodes, mm. and he Nori Ishida writes good episodes, or he directs good episodes. Yeah, as long as he's not with that one guy. Um, I don't know if he does it with uh um uh, with uh Inoue, because uh, Inoue is like the um the villain writer. Mm. So like uh for this show, Arakawa is the the main writer. He's the the lead writer. Um, mm. and so like any episodes he doesn't write is like Inoue. Yeah, I feel like honestly this is uh the format the format that should be taken is that there's a main writer and there, there's just occasional other writers rather than Switch them up all the time, sort of. Yeah, because that's when you start getting weird. Uh, yeah, heaven's tornado territory. Not that you know, no, no point. In, it's low hanging fruit to talk about heaven's tornado. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like uh, um, but I, I, yeah, heaven's tornado was just badly written. But I also <laughs> think it was also the first episode done. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, he writes. Uh, Inoue writes like six, six, uh, nine episodes in the series in in Kuga. But the thing is, is he writes all of Agito, which is actually pretty good, except one episode. All, yeah, he writes all of the episodes of Agito, except one in the middle. Hmm. <laughs> kind of want to hear the story behind that. Except episode 28. <laughs> I mean, he writes uh, all of Kiva, except 17 and 18. You see, at least that's a chunk. You know, yeah. you can say maybe he had a cold that week or something. Uh he writes all of Hibiki onward from episode 30. Oh, when he retook it. I remember you telling me about Except that. Except for 38 and 39. Uh, and he literally does write every single episode of Phi. So what I think it is, is like Phi's is when they were just like, just do whatever you want. Moment of silence for Phi's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toku HD. Tokyo HD, yeah. Rip. <laughs> uh, they've only released 10 episodes, as, as far as I know. 
so far. So they did like not only is it badly translated, they didn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. Just the concept of taking something from Japanese, taking it to Chinese through Google Translate, and then from or no, the regular translate, right? Yeah. From Japanese to Chinese, and then Google Translate from Chinese to Spanish, Spanish to English. Well, no, it was it wasn't it wasn't all that. It was it was it was I, I from what I've understand, it's Google tran- it's Google translated from Japanese to Spanish. Okay, and then Spanish to English. Still just as bad, but both translate, uh, both machine translated. <laughs> just funny. I mean, the thing you were about talking that about that the Hong we- Kong subs were from English to Chinese and Chinese to English, right? And those were actually done with like people, but they, I don't think they even watched the show. <laughs> So no context. No, they just had the scripts. Yeah. and they <laughs> Just the thought of it. It's never going to get old because we, I mean, we make memes about that. I mean, not, we we don't, but uh, like, oh, this is, this is the entire script of Harry Potter translated into Greek and then back into English. And then, you know, it just wackiness ensues. So, so speaking of Kuga, I, I just, a thought occurred to me. So Titan was the first one to get the, the Cho Henshin. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, if okay, now, is it going to be, don't answer this, but if it's going to be ordered in reverse order now, like, because it was, it was um, Mighty, and then it was Azure Dragon, it was Pegasus, and then Titan, correct? Yes. So then I'm wondering is if it's going to be Titan, Pegasus, Dragon, Mighty, or if it's just going to be all mixed up. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm always looking for a pattern. It doesn't need to be a pattern. I, but yeah, I think it just, like, just my brain's like, okay, let's just make this linear. Dice and yeah. determine how it I is. mean, as we're speaking, I'm always like over here, like straightening my pen or pencil to be equal to the crease on the table or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kuga, Kuga's, Kuga's good. Like I always talk bad about Kuga, but that's because um, I'm trying to balance out the, the, the insane love people have. For yeah, Kuga. it's more like devil's advocate. I kind of figured that's what it was. It was like, I like Kuga, but not nearly as much as everybody seems to like Kuga. It's not like the <laughs> pinnacle of Kamen Rider. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like it a lot. I do. I, I mean, it is definitely a nice, um, it's definitely nice to have it in the middle of our block. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a nice kind of uh, balance between, you go from wacky to super serious, and then you get kind of Kamen Rider these days. Yeah. You know, it's like, bam, 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 here you go. Yeah. And then we follow it up with... Uh, like the new shiny high production zero one. Well, you see, like the with our rotation, you can see like there's this huge difference between seventy one and Kuga, and then there's this huge difference in Kuga and Double. But you can see that Double and Zero One are from the same show, right? And that's because they found a formula then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they like knew know what like makes. I mean, not saying they're bad shows; they're both re- no. re- really good shows. Uh, which I almost think because they understand like the formula. Mm. They can, within the formula, is where they can make the magic happen. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people are always just like, oh, just let creative vision flow and do all these things. And I'm like, that's how you get episode one. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like nobody telling you, no, you shouldn't do that. That's not like what you established or whatever. It's like, right. no, that's not my vision. <laughs> um, And so like, but when you have a construction of like, this is what you have to work within. Finding interesting things within that. I mean, sometimes you can just have dull stuff, but sure. But finding, and that's where you get things like ghost and kind of wizard, but it's kind of like, eh. But with, if you, when you find interesting things within that format, is where you have like really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you, you know. Plus, I mean, you, you it's, understand it's your kind, niche. It's kind of like, you know, when you, uh, it's like Mexican food. <laughs> you have the same ingredients. 
but somehow you just come up with better and better stuff. Right. If you choose the yeah. double chalupa quesarito, and it's just like, dude, there's only like four things you yeah. in your menu, but somehow you're making new stuff up. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Although it's uh, it's kind of a stretch to call Taco Bell Mexican, Mexican food. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, it's like. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's yeah. like it's like you're at a Mexican restaurant. So what is in the nachos? It's uh, tortillas, beans, meat and cheese, beans, meats, and cheese. So what's what's the taco? Tortilla, beans, meat, and cheese. What's the uh, ta- tortilla? Have you never been to a Mexican restaurant <laughs> yeah. before? What do you? <laughs> right. Well, it, it's like the the we mix up is whether or not it has cilantro. Yeah, it's just like, but it's it's di- but it is like I will go and I'll be like, no, I don't feel like a taco today. I feel like a burrito. Honestly, it's just like, <laughs> it's like yeah, or here's a wet plate. You know, dude, yeah. I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like. It's all the same ingredients, but when you're like restricted by those ingredients, it's mm-hmm. right when you create like amazing things. Like in in Japanese, they like they add rice, right? And so they're like, well, what do we do with rice? Well, we'll make wine, we'll make sweets, mm. we'll make all- exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just like all out of rice. <laughs> yeah, make uh, rice krispies. Yeah, you know. You know. Uh, so it's just like when you have l- when you're like in a constrained space. That's where you can actually like make something cool when yeah. it's like because also like when you're just like just do whatever you want. Yeah, I'd oh, see that's that's it, too. You have this sort of. Um, I mean, I think that it can be proven that the more tools you have, the less work you'll do. Yeah, because. You're which trying to why, figure out what tool is, to use. Which is and, why the uh, the internet has made us not do anything. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean it's on, like it's, it, I have more shows to watch than ever before, and I watch nothing. Yes, because <laughs> you just keep thinking about what you want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole skit about like having a lower tier of Netflix, which is just allows you to browse the Netflix catalog. Yeah. And see the trailers, but like not. It's just like it's like four bucks a month, but that's all you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like two hours of entertainment right yeah. there. Yeah. You just go through Netflix and you're like, what time do I go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, honestly, my list on Netflix is freaking huge. Yeah. It's all stuff I want to watch, but every time I go to it, I'm like, eh, I'll watch it later. Yeah. What's the new shiny? Yeah. What's, what's out here? Yeah. What else do I not have on my list? FOMO is real, people. Not saying it's good, but it's real. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anything else on uh, Kuga? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna start the episode, and I'm gonna see something. And be like, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this the entire pre-show, but you know, yeah. it's the nature of the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, gonna go check out Wandering. Okay, and we're back. Just like last episode was an episode of uh, of uh, seventy one. This is definitely an episode of Kuga. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> with I, all the good and bad that comes with an episode yeah. of Kuga. I got some serious uh, <laughs> vibes that 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 first two parter with the little girl on the train. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to any any child centric episode. I think they might linger on stuff like this. So one thing you'll come to notice is that they almost. It becomes like a, it's almost like a trope that in in the movies there's a kid mm. and it's like the important part of the story is a kid. Mm. That's fair. I, I I mean it makes sense. Are yeah. you now you're talking about the Kuga movies or I'm talking about Common Rider. Movies. Okay, I was like because I thought there wasn't any, but yeah, um, I can see it. I mean that's the thing. It's like an episode like this. They it's a self a self inserting. Right, you're putting the kids, and they're like, "Hey, I know you have worldly worries and stuff, but Common Rider's here." Yeah, you know, I get it. Uh, I mean, that doesn't make me like it, but I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So, 
Anyways, it starts off with a recurring character. Yeah, so we see the the teacher uh, that is Godai's teacher from way back. Yeah. Um, it's eight eleven a.m. He's at school and he's just got this worried expression on his face. Or not not so much worried, but thoughtful. Like he's deep in yeah. thought, you know. And there's just cicadas and nothing for a good good minute before oh, the, another teacher yeah, comes over. Is, like this is a thing. Yeah. So Cic- <laughs> cicadas are like super loud in japan mm-hmm. it's not just like i think they do it's just like this is just to tell you that there's summer right it's like ridiculous it's like deafening you know some I, places <laughs> uh, that was something when i was uh when i was small i lived in in texas and there's cicadas and so you would hear that and it was loud but definitely not as loud as um like what you would hear on anime or like in this episode even where it's just constant well uh, the funny thing is i think we have cicadas here but it's like too cold for them to do anything Oh, you mean here in, in where we live? Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't heard any. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm not sure if we do, but I I think I heard that. But it's like, yeah, they're like super loud in Japan. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like... Deafening. It, it just drones out. You just drone it out. Yeah. You know I think they, I've heard that you could go deaf from cicadas. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like... <sighs> I feel like, I, shouldn't they be doing something about that? Shouldn't they be like... <laughs> Let's kill off the population so we get some peace in 27 years. <laughs> so what's funny, it's like... uh. I think I've told you about um, pachinko parlors. Mm. Pachinko parlors are super loud. Mm. They make American casinos seem like libraries. They are super loud. It's yeah. like deafening. Um, and so I'm walking by this, this, and they're everywhere. So I'm walking by in this pachinko parlor, but also they're like the only buildings that are like sound built. Okay. So you like you don't hear anything outside until yeah until like the doors open and it's, it's just like. like <laughs> <laughs> So, like, there's this tree in front of this pachinko parlor full of cicadas. Just like, and, like, the door opens and it's like, they're, like, fighting. (laughs) Yeah, you can hear the sound waves, like, 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 clashing. Yeah, it's like like a JoJo thing where, like, the energies are, like, going Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like that should be a gag in an anime. It's like the the door opens and it goes, it's like a scene from Blue Gender or, um, I'm trying to think of other anime where it's insects versus, uh, humans yeah it's like it's like the natural world versus the, the man-made world fighting each other to yeah see who's louder yes. <laughs> uh anyways uh yeah so it's a lot of cicadas yeah and so it's, it's so, like it's summer just to let you know it's summer right exactly <laughs> so um the another teacher walks up who i'm assuming is like the phys ed teacher probably the disciplinary i think he was the same teacher from before who was just like who was like who was like disenfranchised helped him become disenfranchised when he just like, oh that helped him become disenfranchised. yeah because yeah, yeah. he was just like he was talking about how like kids don't take care of things they wanted it and they don't take care of it kids these days type of thing right yeah, <laughs> yeah so he's like hey what are you doing and he's going over um basically essays that he had the children write he had them write about what they want to do with their future and the teacher's is, just like hey i mean that's like deep that's a good idea you're like when to steal that so idea. maybe i can do that <laughs> and like, uh you know so lesson plan <laughs> They're reading the kids, like he's holding one of the kids' essays and he's reading it and he's like, oh, it's totally, uh, makes sense for whatever his name is. Haruka. Haruka, yeah, that makes sense for Haruka-kun because it's like, you know, he's he's known as a level-headed, he's a good student. student. Yeah, and the teacher's like, yeah, but there's this part right here and if you look, there's this, uh, like an erased area, like he wrote extra stuff but he erased it afterwards because he knew it was like kind of useless but they could read just from the imprint on the paper. Yeah, and it was just like, Um, uh, but I'm not sure where I belong. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I I don't know if, or maybe not. Basically, everything he said, he, he kind of shrugged off at the end with like, a, eh, or not. I don't know where I belong. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so it's got the teacher worried about it. Yeah. Um, And it goes to the opening. Yep. And so like uh, the the opening cliffhanger is uh, an existential crisis. Yeah. And then moves into the opening, <laughs> which is like 
the opening's hype. So it's like really like yeah. It's like it it really set the stage for this episode. At least it didn't lie. Yeah, it's just like start with a fight sequence. Yeah, uh, we're lucky they transform in it. But um, no kidding. So it comes back. It's because they have to have a transformation every episode. Um, so they come back and and it's a it's a groggy scene and it's yeah. just like not only are the semifinals about like stronger opponents but it's about like creepier and weirder opponents too yeah. they're yeah. like they're like <laughs> one guy's got like a captain outfit on yeah it's just and... like you amateurs thinking you're creeping out people let's yeah, go he's got like a rocker outfit <laughs> yeah so the the stage it's so weird okay they're like in water with ground there's like I don't know, like an inch of water, maybe less than that, but enough that they can slosh around in it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of floodlights everywhere. I'm just wondering, where the heck are they? I think they're in a field. Just like a giant parking structure or something. And then just put up a bunch of lights in the back, like far away to like mask everything. Yeah. So you couldn't, so you couldn't see anything. Um, Yeah. Because usually they're, they're, the place that they meet, it's like an actual area, like yeah. it's a warehouse or it's a yeah. subway or just whatever. So they're they're all there, and like they're like, okay, we'll yeah, we get the kind of the uh, silent introduction for all of these future grungy. Yeah, you it's know. like, well, it's time for the semifinals, and um, one person's like, wait, uh, Baru's not here yet, and then there's like a big wind gust. Well, and... the motorcycle guy shows up with his motorcycle beforehand, right. and we also see that even though he's not allowed to participate, uh, the bat's there. Yeah, and he's just like, good work for. Gr- you know, gophering. Yeah, the the guy in the captain gout, uh, yeah, yeah. coat said that, and he's just like, yeah, science, yeah, someone finally recognizes how awesome I am. Yeah, there, there's also a moment in the scene that I, um, where the bat looks at the guy on the motorcycle with rage, disdain. Yeah, disdain, something like that. Yeah, there was definitely a moment there they wanted you to see. Yeah, and so they're like, where is Baru? And then there was a gust of wind, and the grungy for the episode, he's a vulture. Yeah, so he, we've seen him before. He was the guy holding up the leaf, talking to what I now identify as the scorekeeper. Yeah. Like the referee. Yeah. Almost. The guy with the weird curtain around his, his neck. And he carries, the like shinobi. A, he carries like an abacus style thing. Yeah, so the the, the guy he was in an earlier episode, um, I want to say the first episode with the lady with the scythe or whatever. Yeah. But... He's got the weird black round, uh, black sunglasses, and um, he's got a black jacket on, something like that. Yeah, Some Beatles he, he kind of look. looks like Bond from Get Backers. Oh, you mean the uh, the uh, the, manga. the glasses and whatnot? I mean, the hair is totally different, but yeah, I see. What well, you're no, he's well, he's got like it would be Bond's hair is anime hair. Yeah, it's anime. <laughs> hair. Yeah. No, no, I agree. The glasses are definitely like Bond's glasses. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, he he comes down and he just says, "I'm gonna kill nine people at a time, twenty three sets, nine yeah. by twenty three. Yeah, I'm gonna do nine, and these twenty three sets of them. And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." He chucks something over to the scorekeeper, and the scorekeeper's holding it. Yeah, I don't know what he threw at him. No, I don't know. No clue whatsoever. Um, they also kind of did away with the thing where like Rose had to like activate their belts for them to go do things. Yeah, I think that's just for the flunkies. Yeah, that all their belts have already been activated. Yeah, maybe. they're they're already at their maximum potential. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, they, they, that's the score. We know the rules and it's now 943 back at the elementary school and the teacher, which is probably one of my favorite scenes. He's in front of the class. <laughs> I love this like realistic world building thing that, yeah. do, that Kugi does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the teacher talking to the kids being like, Hey, I know you're going on summer break, but be careful. So he used all the precautions, basically avoid Tokyo at all costs. Yeah. He's like, there's unidentified life forms out there and don't go to Tokyo unless you absolutely have to, which is great because this is like, they're, I don't know, 12, mm. uh, 12 or 13. And uh, like, he has to tell the kids that 
because the kids could possibly just go to Tokyo in like a day trip. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, don't go to Tokyo unless you absolutely have to. Right. And then uh, be safe and we'll see you after break. Yeah. So we all we see the kid that they were talking about earlier and his report card is pretty much all top scores yeah. except for his phys ed, which is slightly below, but still good. Um, He's looking at it. He, I don't know what, uh, obviously I know because I've seen the episode, but at this point I'm just trying to figure out what this kid's deal is. Yeah. He's just a sad, depressed boy. Yeah. Essentially. So he hides his report card, waits for the class to leave, goes up to the teacher and asks if, hey, you know, we haven't seen him for like three weeks. Maybe they're oh, not going to come a back. Month, they oh, said that's right. A month. Yeah. He's just like, uh, so what if there's no more unidentified life form attack? We haven't seen them for a month. And he's like, well, that'd be good. But they they've stopped before. Yeah. And so this is where we learned that like time has passed since the last episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, because the last episode, what what uh, what unidentified life form number were they on? Thirty six, I think. Was it thirty six? Yeah, thirty six. Okay. So the next one is thirty seven. Yes, I was just wondering if there was any in between or if we we're good no. there. It's just, there just hasn't been an attack for a month. Right. So yeah, the uh, wrong page. So yeah, he's just like he's like okay, well, and then uh, the kid's like uh, Hardik is like okay, and then Sensei's like hey, so about that uh, essay, yeah, did did you want to write anything else? He's like no, it's like because it looked like you kind of like wanted to write something else, yeah, but you didn't. He's just like no, it's not. It, you're busy. It's not something to bother you with. And he walks away. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like damn, he polited me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's like I didn't want to be like I he secretly read it. <laughs> I don't even know how to. How do you express that? He just put. He, they say something polite in a way that you can't counter it. So they just. They're ah, dang it! They put the the period on the sentence. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a. It's like an Asian thing. Yeah, where they finalize the the, the like. If you say anything else, you're the rude one. Yeah, you're now being rude because you. They've now made it to where. If you do anything, you're prying or yeah. Yeah, it's like some sort of checkmate. You're you're the jerk now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of like an American, like an American version of it, but there isn't. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like because Americans we... are always like everybody's trying to get the last word. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, when the company finally gives you the refund, then that's the end of it, and you're like, um, no, people were still complaining. Yeah, yeah, it's not done. <laughs> now they're gonna complain about how long it took to get the refund. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give you a low score and all this stuff. So 10 minutes later, it's at the university, and Godai is, um, I guess, helping Sakurako just move stuff around, or while he's talking to her, he's just yeah, kind of tidying I mean, she's up. still working, you know, so he's just like, hey, I've been thinking. Yeah. I know we haven't talked about this in a month for some reason, but uh, yeah. <laughs> since there's been no attacks for a month, he's thinking that, like, the energy that allowed me to turn from the, to the, because they never call them the forms that we call them. Yeah. They just call them the colors. Right. Uh, He's like, the, the form that allowed me to change the purple form, he's like, what if I could use that? energy to turn into uh, change with the green the the uh the blue and the red one mm-hmm. and she's like well yeah maybe they just it doesn't he's like it's weird that it doesn't say anything about it and he's just like yeah well i'm still working on it and right she's like well i hope i don't have to get any stronger and right. this is like the thing was just like like just a, uh it's like almost he like said that for sakurako she's like oh he's still the same person right <laughs> yeah because uh, uh, definitely that that is true. It's like I hopefully I don't need to get stronger because that means that we have stronger enemies. Yeah, yeah. If I'm just as strong as I need to be. Meanwhile, we have like in other shonen style stuff, we have uh, a DBZ where you're almost certain Goku's gonna throw Cell a Sensu Bean just so that way you can take him out legit. It's like now that you've beaten him twice. Yeah, gotta go all out. If I didn't, 
And so, like, so yeah, yeah. Um, we get a long, drawn out scene now with the kid walking around the station, getting a friggin' plane, you know, a, a train ticket, and deciding that he's going to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Essentially. Um, I mean, it, this is going to happen a lot where it's just going to be him walking around. I mean, it, it's definitely called wandering for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's not okay. Like, this would be fine if this was like an hour long episode. Um, and they just wanted to kind of fill it out and kind of build nostalgia and stuff. But yeah. it's like, man, I just want to get to the story. The, the, it was a lot of atmosphere. Yeah, it's a, it definitely was a lot of atmosphere. Uh, and like the these scenes, uh, when you hear his backstory, you know, it's not like oh, you know, uh, right, hor- yeah. horrible backstory. But it's like they make more sense. Yeah, it's it's enough. See, this is something like he does have stuff that I could see a kid being kind of grumpy. And yeah. Upset so so about. he he's the thing is is like the 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 character is acting like uh, a kid with these problems. Yeah, because once we explain it's, the it's, problems, it, it makes sense, especially why it would crop up around summer vacation. Yeah, so It all makes sense so once like, we get to it. They're not problems for Godai no. or like us or something like that, yeah. but they're like, they're problems for a, a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. You know? So the, it's 11.02. It's at some whatever, Katsu whatever ward. And people are walking around, and I, I was thinking, because this is right after the kid walking around scene, I thought this was just going to be the same crap. Yeah. Except that the grungy music is playing. So yeah. now I'm paying attention. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, oh. You're like they touch their neck, and they just fall over. And then another one, and another one, and then two or three at a time. There is a quick sequence of the grungy. Yes. Uh, it's like like a second or something. Yeah, yeah. You can see that there's a, a blowgun. Yeah, blowgun. And then you see them, they they all f- fall over and the... the uh, Scorekeeper. Yeah, the referee grungy walking through with his abacus. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, you could do that, but then now you're the one that everyone should be able to identify as having been there and doing something weird <laughs> and you look weird. Yeah, they, they don't it's care. It's kind of the major plot hole for the episode. Well, He's the never is, mentioned. Yeah, he's never mentioned, but they also... Uh, they they don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is that they, later on they're talking about how they have no leads, and I'm like, mm, pretty sure there's going to be somebody that's like, oh, there was that one weird guy with the shower curtain around his neck. <laughs> so, you know, take the take it with a grain of salt. It's not my suck for the episode, surprisingly. Yeah. I think we already know what my suck is. Uh, but, so then it goes to uh, the station. Yeah. So and they're all like 10 anxious. And uh, this is another drawn-out scene of them just sitting around. Yeah, so they talk about how it's been three weeks since they last saw um, the bat. So he's not moved at all, so they don't have any leads. They have nothing to go on. Um, So it's been a month since uh, the grungy, but three weeks since the bat stopped moving. Right. And so they show uh, the chief shows them a video of... It's a it's of a train station. Yeah, uh, and uh, just a blur goes across the screen, and it's just like they're like, Whoa. it's like it's like so. Not only does like happen during the day, but there was no ultrasonic frequency at this time, so it's a different flying grungy. Right, and uh, so the you know they're all looking at it and watching it in slow motion. Um, they he says. Okay, he references back to the last time that we had, um, like I want to say it was like a bee or a wasp grungy that was the, yeah our sniper guy yeah um it was a bee I think yeah something like that but he he references how he this one this current grungy doesn't have any specific flight pattern which is how they got the last one is because it was like a, a a circular pattern yeah so they had the 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 only two flight ones is like the one they can they can track and then one who they knew where he was going so they don't have any leads yet on this one yeah so this one they have no no uh discernible like at this moment they have no idea how to um find him yeah so then uh what's her name want, runs in i'm sure you know nozomi or yeah i think it was nozomi yeah so the one that's got a crush on ichijo she yeah. runs in and you know but she at least she does her job yeah <laughs> yeah she runs in and there's reports of uh 
you know, people being Gr- I, I, nine people di- uh, fell over unconscious. They took him to the hospital and they all died at the same time. Yeah. And then it happened again. So with, what I love the most about this scene when they're explaining, because it's your typical, like everyone getting up to date on what's happening mm-hmm. here, that they're like, they go into shock and then they die. But what's interesting is that the first people that, uh, were reported were at 10.05 a.m. So the first Grungi we see is at 11.10 when he kills the nine people, or sorry, like 11, uh, yeah, 11.02 when he kills the nine people. But that was actually an hour after he had started. Yeah. So that's what I love about this is like I, I found it, I was looking at it, and I was like, wait a minute, did she just say 10.05? And I'm looking back at my notes like, no, 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 that was a whole hour ago. Yeah, so they, they, he's been doing it for a while. Yeah, so that's not even, the, what we saw wasn't even the first set of people. Yeah. So uh, so we don't even know where they are in the whole thing right now. So we get a train ride. Yeah, it's back to the kid, and it's just him on a train looking out the window. And you told me it, it was nostalgic? Yeah, it was nostalgic because it's like... So uh, the first time I went to Japan was 2010, and this is 20, uh, 2000. So it's 10 years later. And they and like the last time I went just like... Uh, in. Uh, it was longer than last year ago, but yeah. um, the last time I could go, uh, <laughs> I literally came back like like a month before they locked down the country. Um, they they still had the same ticket machines, mm. and they just work. Oh, what I forgot to mention is there was this little moment when he was buying the ticket. Oh yeah, where he was gonna get it, get one for three people, and then no, he was gonna get one as an adult, and then he moved down and chose chose to uh, to call himself a child. Oh okay, yeah, because there's a there's there's a what it is is like there's adult you can buy you can buy one adult two adult three adult uh parent and uh like an adult and a child or a child ticket okay that's what okay. those buttons are and so he was going to like choose like adult but then he's just like he's it's like i'm not it, like the symbolism there is like i'm not an adult yeah i'm a kid where he's like feeling vulnerable yeah and... so he chooses it chooses a kid okay so. yeah i hadn't picked up so on it's like that. it's little like scene of like i was actually i was too um i guess i was too engrossed with just looking at all the new stuff like i've never actually seen those oh, yeah. machines before so i wasn't really paying attention to what he's doing so much as oh yeah like everywhere expla- on the just machine. explaining how the how the like the the uh the maps work is just like you just yeah like, like yeah, i was yeah. looking everywhere because i was like man if i'm gonna be bored watching this scene i might as well be <laughs> yeah checking all so this yeah stuff it was out. like this he had the, like existential crisis of like i'm not a kid mm. and i'm also mm. I, i'm not a kid and i'm also not an adult right he's like 12 13 years old he's right yeah. in that area where he's not neither one really yeah so uh so anyways, so now the so he's on the train and yeah, so like like looking out of the train, it's like I've seen like not this exact scene, maybe this exact scene because it went online. I've been on that line, but uh, just like looking out, I'm like that just looks like a thousand times I've been on a train, just like seeing that same exact like right. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll have that experience someday yeah. if, if the borders ever open. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but. Back to Kuga. It's 1.10 p.m. at the Poli Poli. Yes. And Godai is, he, it looks like he's hurriedly going inside with some groceries, but he, he gets a call on the bike. Yeah. And it's just, it. what's cool is it's not, it's an update. Yeah. But there's nothing he can do, so he doesn't, like, leave to just wander around. He's yeah. just like, well, there's, uh, he's like, well, just call me when you got more information then. Yeah. Basically, Ichijo tells him all that they know and that, hey, we have no idea where it is. I half expect him to go in and just drop off the stuff and then leave. Yeah. But then he's like, no, there, uh, there's nothing I can do right. right now. He's on standby. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, just so you know, they're still around. And then he goes in, and they're all... Uh, they look very bored and, like, expectant. Yeah. Kind of like they've been waiting. Nana is there just kind of just rubbing the same portion of the counter over and over again. The owner's just there like, uh... And he comes in, he's like, I'm sorry I'm late. And he's like, you're super late. Yeah. And so they both get, like, fake pouty. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> well, what it is is she gets pouty because it's like, because if you remember, they were talking about how they were going to like go to the beach. Yeah. And it's like he's like wasted like half the day, mm-hmm. like just going and getting supplies. And she's upset because she wanted to spend time with Yusuke. Yeah. And then and like the owners is like, I don't understand why she's upset, but I'm going to be upset, too. <laughs> yeah. The same exact. Kind, like they both turn their back to And him. he's just like, I got your presents. And they're like presents. So he made them both. A belt buckle, a Kuga belt buckle. Yeah, he's got one too. You know, and he's got one himself. So he can make one of his skills is that he can make belt buckles. Ma- she even asks, uh, "Which skill is that?" And he's like, "The fashionable one." Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't specify the number. Yeah, because they're metal. So yeah, like he did some metal working. Crazy. Uh, the man is skilled. Uh, so the the phone rings. Yeah, he picks up the well. The the owner picks it up, does his spiel, and then uh, it's like, "Oh, it's for you." And it's it's the so teacher. So this is this is kind of a, like a thing that they have a lot. Where it's like you have an owner character, uh, and it's it's in a lot of like common writers where you have like an owner character, but the the running joke in like most of the shows is that the owner character owns like us like a store of some sort or mm. like a but never has the thing that the store is for done. Yeah, so like nobody ever comes in and orders food or well, no, like um in decade it's a photo studio and everybody comes in to get coffee. Oh, <laughs> and and he's just a nice guy, so he serves like coffee, and I guess it's like really good coffee because people. And then like in uh, Zo, um, it's a it's a it's a clock repair shop because it's all about time and stuff, right? And everybody like it's a running gag through the entire show that people are coming in and asking him to repair everything but clocks. Oh, like here, my toaster's not working. Yeah, oh, okay, and, fine. And, Let me and, look and the guy fixes everything. He's like fixes VCR, fixes TV. You know, <laughs> and it's just like, and he's just like, and every time somebody brings in a clock, he's just like, oh, yes. <laughs> this is this is it. <laughs> Training my whole life for this moment. Yeah. Uh so like like an older, th- I mean like it started back in uh, seventy one because the cafe and more. Mm. And uh, then, it, you know, it's just like a, uh, a diner or a, a place that is like a normal business where the common writer bases is like. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, double, they work at a um, at yeah, an agency, which is kind of a shop. Not really. They're, they work in an agency, but they're like in the behind a billiard hall. Right. Um, and then Zero One, he's the owner of a. Uh, Multinational corporation. Right. Or not. It's just a Japanese. I feel like it counts. It's just a bigger shop. But it's a robots. bigger shop. Because he also does everything at that shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the sensei's calling and basically asking him, hey, I know this is weird, but has there been any ULF sightings? He's like, oh, now that you mention it, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, crap. Uh, the kid just went there and basically gives him the whole rundown. The kid, um, you know, why, why he's been worried and that the kid has been... Uh, like he okay, so he was worried about the kid, so he followed him, and then it was asking around at the train station and found out no, the kid's what, going what it was to is that, uh, Askabashi the, uh, or something the, like the that. The other teacher, he said that another teacher saw him get a, get a get on a train, mm. and so he asked around the station, and the station people are like, he was asking to get on it, which is in Tokyo, right? And so then he's just like, okay, well then you know Tokyo's dangerous. I told him not to go to Tokyo. Yeah, and so then he, I know Godai lives in Tokyo, and he he knows the place. So Godai's obviously asking questions because why would he be calling him if, if not? You know, and we're getting the whole backstory here. Yeah. So essentially, the kid's going to where his grandparents used to live. Two years ago, they died. Yeah, and then the the house where they used to live has been changed into a parking lot since yeah. then. And and this is all going between um, Godai's reactions. It's the sensei telling the story and the kid yeah. walking around. Yeah. And he actually you see you see the parking lot where the house used yeah. to be. And so it all makes sense now. 
the kid is it's it's summer break he used to spend every summer break at his grandparents and now they're gone yeah it's been two years so that means he's probably felt this way every summer break since then yeah. it's just that now it's been enough time that everyone can be like oh come on yeah. come on yeah. i mean that's not how grief works but well I, I could also think that like i don't remember like i said it's been a long time to see it it could be like this summer they were gonna go someplace else yeah, probably. Last summer they didn't go any place or whatever because the parents died and stuff. And this summer they're like, well, we're going to go to a different vacation or something. And, they have and also, that, like, they, they say something about he he called his parents and his parents were gone. It's possible that his parents went someplace. Yeah, both were. I mean, it, it, it makes sense for the the, uh, the type, like the kid that's really good in school and whatnot. Well, there's two types. It's either the kid that's always acting out or the kid that's super, like, hyper-focused on school because his parents are extremely business-oriented or, yeah. or work-oriented. So the, it's, the, it's the work like ethic has actually passed like this, on. But his parents are, like, on a business trip or something like that. Yeah, and there's like, always the two tropes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they're tropes because they actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're based in reality. At least these ones actually, you know. Yeah. It's just they, they're kind of take to the, you know, the nth. But... Yeah, because it's a TV show. Right. Uh. <laughs> so anyways, um, the, t- the sentence is like, look, can you just uh, can you just look around for him? Well, no, he says he's just like. Keep an eye out. Well, uh, Godai uh, volunteers to look for him. Yeah. He, he says that he'll look. Um, he's got to take care of this, the grungi, of course. I mean, he doesn't call it that or anything. He doesn't say. He's like, I got some stuff going on, but right. I'll look around for him. And he just it, asks for his name and what he's wearing. Yeah. And the teacher's like, thank you. I'll be out there as soon as I can. Yeah. Because he's also coming. You know, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but he's 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 got a job. Right. Um, unlike, unlike Godai, <laughs> who has no job other than saving people's lives. Right. So roughly 10 minutes later, yeah. uh, it goes back to the kid. And he's walking around. And this is a really long, drawn out scene of just walking around. We get to see all the sights. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It can make its own YouTube video. I mean, there's YouTubers that just walk around Japan. So yeah. here yeah. you go. Um. He walks into a store, which I'm assuming he used to go to all the time because he gets like, I think, ice cream and he's like, he goes up to the shop lady. And she's like, here you go. That's like, and she's like, he's like, what what happened to the old lady working? He's like, oh, my, my grandmother, she's in a home now. Yeah. So I and just so it's like, place. everything you know is changed. Yeah. And you can see him like feel like seriously defeated. <laughs> yeah. It's like at the very least, he just wanted to get some ice cream from a nice old lady. But yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, they tore down my childhood home and that town you grew up in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's too young to be worried about the past, man. I yeah. mean, I, I do. I do understand the grief bit, but. Well, it's like it's, it's like, like a every, combo of it, things. It's like everything's changing really quickly. Yeah, you know, there was that whole thing. It was like he's not a kid anymore, and he's not an adult, so he can't do any of those things. Yeah, I mean, uh, being a teenager sucks, but um, I would never want to be it again without superpowers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. It's like, oh, if I could go back to high school with what I know now, and what work tons and tons and not get paid for it? Yeah, so go back, <laughs> you mean go back to work in forty-hour weeks with forty-plus-hour weeks with no, no, like out come that's worth it like, yeah it's just like what do you know there was a reason why you were stupid back then because your homeowner's forced to do random stuff all the time yeah <laughs> uh so yeah the yeah. um it goes to the grungi i believe next right we see some more uh yeah so it's the grungi and this is where we like we see a more drawn out part of like what it is you know he flies and he shoots a bunch of darts and then he watches he la- his handiwork he, he lands and then they all collapse at the same time so he's taking out nine at a time, and then there's the the, the guy uh, counting. The guy counting. Um, so um, we it goes to uh, Ichijo, and he's on a helicopter. He calls Godai and says that um, so some security camera footage picked up the grungi. Because Godai's on his bike, Godai's on his bike now, and he's looking for the kid. Yeah, and but... he's thinking to himself, you know, he's thinking about the kid and like running the name through his head and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, but he gets the uh, layout of like all the stuff. Yeah. So the. 
essentially the the security camera saw a flying object they're calling it ulf 37 of course and to you know head to a roof and go to like go to a roof and he's like yeah 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 the uh yeah he gives him basically uh, basically he figures out the game plan yeah, he's, he's the one just, that he's got like, the He's like, here. I know what your powers are, and I'm better at this than you. So yeah. what you do is you jump up to a roof, then you turn into green, because then you can hear the wings, and you can shoot them. Yeah, which is what they've done before. So he, he also mentions that the, the the it's too fast for the helicopters to keep up, so that's why they need him to do this, because they yeah. can't chase it itself. I mean, so, I don't know what the hell they would do anyway, just that, you know, at least they, they try. <laughs> they try. So, uh... He transforms into blue. Yeah, because, you know, he can leap with that. Yeah. That's why I knew immediately where that was going. But I, what I do like about this is that the bike also changed colors. Yes. It was bluish. Yeah. So he gets to, like, a thing, and he jumps up to the highest building. Yeah, two or three leaps to the biggest building he's got. And then uh, the chopper comes up. Yeah. And Ichi Joe's just like, he opens here, the door. take it. And he's about to throw his handgun. And then they, they get they, they start getting shot yeah. with... Uh, and uh, the blow done, which now sounds like a bullet. Yeah. Uh, so so I waited to say this because it, I just felt like it was the perfect moment to do it. All the way back to the first introduction for the Grunky in this episode. When he lands and says that he's going to kill 9 by 23 people, he says, I don't miss. <laughs> well, he shoots 17 shots and misses every one of them. Uh, yeah. And then Godai picks up the gun. And starts, you know, he's running around. Ten more shots with him aiming at the copter. Again, aimless, just shooting the side of the thing. I guess you can say he didn't miss because he's at least hitting the helicopter. (laughs) Whatever. So uh, 20 more shots later, the helicopter is finally going down. As in, he shoots the last seven shots. Five of them go through the window and hit nobody. And then two of them hit the panel. And they're like, hey, we need to get out of here. We're, we're under fire. And they just kind of bolt away. So, so, But what I like about this, before all of that happens, is that Godai, the gun falls down. Godai grabs to go the gun. And he goes to transform. And he has to do a pose. Yeah. And the grunky won't let him do the pose. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, somebody figured it out? Yeah, it, it makes like, sense. <laughs> it makes so, sense. So Godai is just running all over the place, rolling on the ground, trying to, like, find time to make a pose. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Because he's got to um, do a pose to stay troll henshin to transform. The, the plot armor in this episode is strong. Yeah. Because he goes from nine perfect shots in an instant to be missing straight up 47 shots. Yeah. I counted. Yeah, it's just, like, so many shots. And it's just like, uh, does Godai like throw off the balance? Does he, is, <laughs> is, is, is the vulture red, green colorblind? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so he cho henshins. Yeah. And he's got the gun, and the gun gets pretty cool. I actually like it when it's the, yeah, the so giant he goes sniper into, rifle form almost. Uh, it's uh, uh, Pegasus Rising, Rising Pegasus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like the accents on the weapon are way bigger than the accents on him, but he does get accents. He gets the, there's, yeah. there's gold trim, and then his hand gets the, the thing. And so, yeah, he goes and he, like, goes to, like, shoot. Yeah, because he has to pull it back. And it, it, it seems as though in this form it's harder to, to load than it well, was yeah, before. Because it's, like, it's way huger. Yeah. And so there's a moment where he's charging up and he's getting ready to aim. And you're thinking, oh, here we go. And then he gets bah, shot right in the bicep. Yeah, right through the arm and he collapses. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, that would hurt even if it wasn't, like, a poison dart or whatever. Uh, yeah. To be continued. To be continued with the, the ending with the lightning thing. So he goes to it. He just never gets a shot off. Yeah. And like it was figured, because usually there's a, these are two part episodes. So um, because he's also got to find the kid. So <laughs> so um, uh, what do you th- what's your sock? Okay. <laughs> so I wrote a few down, but we talked about the the long drawn out scenes, and that's obvious. But it's the plot armor here. I mean, 
if it, if they had just explained it with oh there he is and they were like duck, ducking and dodging and and stuff and it wasn't that he missed so much as they moved you know but he had the sneak attack he shot at Ichijo but didn't hit like anything it just kind of spooked him to where he dropped the gun you could have shot the gun you could have shot his hand you could have shot Ichijo yeah. you could have killed the helicopter before you needed to mm-hmm. you could have shot Kuga every single time you're aiming at Kuga to stop him from transforming how about you just shoot Kuga go figure and it's just one of those those things where it's uh there's no there's no game in it for him. Um, it's in his best interests to do everything but what he did. It seemed yeah. kind of hopefully at the start of the next episode we find out, oh yeah, you get twenty points for surviving Kuga but not killing him, but only one point for killing him, or something like that. Nah, it's just gonna uh, of course not. It's just it's kind of a bummer because you because you set these things up to be like, wow, look at how strong they are, and then it's like, oh, okay, but they're just as stupid though. Yeah. So anyway, what's your suck? Uh so my suck is it's like like i understand it but it's kind of just like a different show half this episode yeah yeah definitely it's almost (laughs) like this is is (laughs) i was watching i'm like one of those i'm uh, like it's not like a show i'd like hate or anything like that it's just like this isn't this is a different show yeah it's almost like this was this is needs to be one of those uh, family dramas where yeah you know the dad's trying to find where his kid went i understand like subverting expectations and like genre like mashing and stuff like that Mm. but the fact of the matter is is like it's filmed the song the the soundscape everything is it's as if it it was a different show yeah and the thing is that it would it seems like it would be an interesting show i don't necessarily hate the drama or the story behind all this i actually think it's one of the better made whereas the other one is just like like with the with the little girl it was kind of here i'm gonna steal this so that way my dad never gets justice yeah because you're not giving my dad justice it was like kind of counterintuitive whereas this is a kid just kind of bummed out walking around yeah you know but um it's it like they're both fine stories, but combining them together it just kind of makes for a weird. Yeah, like I think that it could have been done well differently. Yeah, like the, the it's like I said, it's just like uh they could have been blended a little better. I mean, the next episode probably will. Right. But it was like there could have been one like the whole on the train. Just taking that scene out. Yeah. Would have been better. Yeah, it's like replace that scene with the with the teacher finding out that the kid's going to Tokyo. Yeah. And then there you go. Yeah, it it, it makes it feel like uh, more fast paced, more action. Yeah, not, not just even kid like, having a not, trip. Just not even like action, like fighting, just like things happening. Yeah, because <laughs> the the kid looking, all he did on the train for that whole scene was him just looking out the window. Yeah. It wasn't like um, there was no subtle things to pick up, like with how you found with the um, him choosing kid over adult. Yeah, you know, there wasn't uh, him going through his old digs or anything. It was so just... the only thing this is reaching. <laughs> Is when he looked out of the scene, or when he looked out of the train, there was construction going on. Oh, that's a stretch, though. That's a, fair enough. Like, it does kind of because think about it the was, parking lot. It, it was like it was in between two houses. There was a there was a, a tractor or claw arm that had like, uh-huh. and there was an empty lot there. Honestly, like, like, I'm like that's like super stretching. I will say that if they intended for that, then that was very good. Yeah, but like, I don't think. Yeah, because I'm like I don't think so because there's always construction going on in Tokyo. That's the point, right? Because you don't buy. Uh, it's very rare to buy a house in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You buy land and build whatever you need there because there's not very much land. So yeah. you just you just tear down whatever's there and build your new whatever you need there. I mean, even here, when's the last time you went down the highway and you didn't see like road work being done? Yeah, 
It's not like, yeah. It's it's, it's like, so that would be a very reaching. Yeah. So what is your Segoy? Oh, dude, the world building. I mean, it's like every time I think that there's no way they can up the game. We have a teacher telling the students, hey, don't go to Tokyo just as a precaution. Like they have handouts. Yeah. Being like, hey, this is these are areas just just for now, you know. Just don't go there unless you have a reason to go there. Like, unless you absolutely need to go there, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. And there's plenty of other places in, in Japan you can go to. Yeah. It's not like you need to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Just go to Okinawa. Go to Hokkaido. Just, like, yeah. take... It's hot in summer. Go to it's Hokkaido. like, you know, it's summer. We just want you to be safe and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's just those little things like that. Or, or like, that little bit of extra where Godai is like, what does he look like? What's he wearing? You know, what's yeah. his name? Whereas he could have just been like, okay, and, and slam the phone and then go riding off. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh so for me, uh my Sugoi is the uh is just I love the the upping of the grungy game. Yeah, dude. It's a definite It's like it's like you're like and it's just like the rules, like they have to figure out what the rules are. And the rules this time are just groups of nine. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what how many people are there? He's only getting at nine, so he's got to go to a different spot and kill another nine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's. Uh, I also love how they just show the huge gap in strength between this guy and the last one that had the same kind of MO, yeah. which was from a far distance hitting somebody. It's like huge, totally different level. Yeah, he would kill one at a time, and he got, I think, I think like 30 or 40 yeah. or something it's like It's almost that. like, it almost feels like that, that other Grungi didn't even really know just how low he was on the scale. Like, you kind of, you have this idea where, you know, they all think that they can advance. They're all going to be the new next. But then you see, oh, okay, no, you were shooting one guy, and then, you know, that was it. I'm stopping at night. I'm I'm stopping at night because I said I was going to stop at night. Yeah, not because, and it's really, like, the whole time, too, the, the, just the scene where he shoots the nine, and he's sitting there like, you know, he's, like, tapping the blowgun to his head as he's waiting. He could have shot every single one of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, no, I said nine. <laughs> I said nine, 23 sets of nine. That's a uh, so minimal word. Now we have to do the writer ranking. And what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Can we? He didn't do anything bad. We can't lower him. He's not below. Uh, like, so he's above Nico right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't do anything and amazing he's, either. And he's definitely not above XL. No. <laughs> there's like a there's like a big gap between Kuga and XL. XL's already he's like already the, farther along in his his character arc. Like the like it's literally like there's the bottom four and then the top four. Yeah, and it's just like crossing over. It takes effort, man. It's almost like we could make two different lists. Yeah, because uh, the top four are zero one double a Falcon and XL because they're just like living in their own shows, right? And then the bottom four are Kuga Nigo. Valkyrie and Ichigo and two of those are barely even in there are like not really even in their shows yeah <laughs> most of them are just plot well yeah two of them are either not doing anything or aren't in the show and then one of them straight up just a plot device yeah I mean uh not that Hongo ever wasn't yeah but just uh Hongo just had Hongo did have a little bit more personality right I mean he it, it was and that but, but that was because there was less characters true when he was there yeah there was only like the three yeah there was just um and like I think they offset that by like throwing in all the extra girls. Yeah, I mean, also he also has a reason to fight Shocker besides just agreeing to. I mean, he was made a cyborg against his will, and he's not happy about it. Whereas the other guy was made a cyborg against his will, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, the next episode of Kuga is titled "Myself." You think it's the kid talking about himself, or is it? Well, and also Godai's got to like. Pull it, pull himself together. Yeah, learn to shoot with his right hand. Yeah, well, he, the problem is he needs both hands to shoot that gun. Yeah. <laughs>
But our next episode is Kamen Rider Double. We're starting a two-parter. The P's game. The doll has sticky fingers. Yeah, sticky fingers. That's, yeah. that's what I remember. Yeah. I can't remember the letter. I just remember a doll has sticky fingers. Yeah, the P's game. And, uh, like, it's not... The thing is, is, like, I don't remember it very clearly until I actually start watching it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is that one because uh, of the binging. Um, so it's just like, uh, okay, whatever. But, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Double's, like, good. It is. And we're getting stuff with, like, Double's uh, weather is in the mix. Yeah. And uh, Excel is, like, in full swing. So it's pretty good. I yeah. like it. And I'm definitely enjoying the side characters more than when we started. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to if any questions or comments, uh, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Follow us on our website, fanboyopinion.com. And follow us on Twitter, fanboy underscore opinion. So I have been Eric. I'm Eugene. And we see you next time.